is the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel, taking a bite-sized look at some of the big Liverpool FC talking points. Hello and welcome to the latest Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel with myself, Matt Addison, alongside Sean Bradbury. The January transfer window opens tomorrow, but what will Liverpool do, if anything, over the next few weeks? And which areas of the pitch do they need to strengthen? Those are the questions that have been asked recently, not least off the back now of two frustrating draws for Liverpool, but with the transfer window now just hours away from opening, how likely is it that Liverpool will make a signing and who might that be? The obvious place, I suppose, to to start with, Sean, is at centre-back Liverpool, of course, without Joel Matip, now already without Virgil van Dijk and Joe Gomez. Surely that is the most pressing area of the pitch that Liverpool should be looking at. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, I think it's it's the most pressing and perhaps perhaps really the only area of the pitch. But I think I think you're right. The chorus of fans is is pretty much in unison. Really, I think everyone would say if Liverpool can go out and get a centre back, they need to do that. I think what you know when you look back at previous transfer windows, especially quite often in January, there have been these calls from supporters and you know observers, pundits that Liverpool you know often need to go out and do something in the transfer market and. I think usually Klopp and Edwards, when they are more reserved and they choose not to do something, they tend to almost have the last laugh, last laugh really, and be proved right if they if they're a bit more measured and a bit more cautious, and you know if they choose to wait for a top target or wait till the summer. But in this instance, I think this is it's a no brainer really. I think Liverpool do have to go go out and get a centre back if they can. But even even having said that the actual parameters of the situation make it so difficult. But I think this probably boils down to one of the trickiest decisions and, and tasks that Klopp and Edwards have had really since Klopp at the club because it's such a big opportunity now, isn't it, for where Liverpool are at the moment, top of the Premier League and cracking on in the Champions League through to the knockout stages that it, it's such a big opportunity to compete on those two fronts. You've also got the FA Cup to throw in there. I think if they continued with the defensive options they've got at the moment, do you think they could get found out at the business end of the season? So, yeah, a centre-back's a no-brainer, but it's just a few factors, I think, that make the decision so difficult. I think the Newcastle game showed that it's got to be, if, if they go and get a centre-back, it's got to be the right player for the system. Because, you know, n- no disrespect to the guys who've been filling in, and, and Nat Phillips came in again and did a reasonable job, kept the clean sheet. But I think the way that Liverpool play and, and the nature of the central defenders that you need, you need players who have, you know, aerial ability, passing ability, the ability to change the pitch, bring the ball out of defence. You need recovery pace. You need the ability to, you know, maintain that high line, which Liverpool have had to compromise on a little bit, I think, when they brought different options in. Um, my view on it is that all of this boils down to you can't really look to bring in a kind of Stephen Corker type. I think if you were going to sign someone, it has to be someone who, who fits the mould of the system and is therefore a pretty competent and established and an and elite centre-back, really. Um, it, it doesn't feel like one where a stick-and-plaster type signing who can come in you know, on load or, or just as a temporary option, like an older head, really can, can do the job. I think if there was a player out there like that, it would be fantastic, but it's hard to really see one. And you know, if, if you do compromise a little bit and get someone who's a bit more of a work in progress, you know, that, that, that's fine. You know, th- those type of signings can work and... You know, we've seen players like Robertson, Fabinho, hopefully Minamino take a while to adapt and then suddenly hit their stride in a Liverpool team. But I think we're talking about someone who has to come in and do a job straight away, really, if, if you're signing him, given that 
quite quickly, Liverpool are going to find themselves in, you know, big Champions League battles. And, and just in the league, the, the way the league's shaping up, every single game is huge now, isn't it? You know, Liverpool is still top of the table, but the lead is, is, is a little, it's pretty slender. You know, like United, if they win their game in hand, can go level on points with the Reds at the top. Um, so, yeah, I think someone has to come in and, and be able to, to do a job straight away. And I think that, that there's wider factors as well on the centre-back issue. There's, there's the whole issue of when will the options that Liverpool have at their disposal already be, be available again. I mean, Virgil van Dijk, it's, it's, it's so hard to say, isn't it? Klopp stressed several times that this is a long-term injury. And when we see images of, of him training in, in Dubai or wherever he's been, we shouldn't get too excited and that, you know, he, he's working the schedule and that will take a long time. But you know, we've already seen him powering away on the bike. I think we've already seen him, you know, doing a little bit of ball work, even though it looks, it looks very light and, you know, very initial. Uh, in, in his recovery but if there's anyone I think who's going to be an absolute machine and get back to fitness ahead of schedule it's someone like Van Dyke. you know there's an interview with Trent Alexander-Arnold we've carried today I think where he was talking to joe.co.uk and he's talking about the lads in the Liverpool squad and what they're like in the gym and he says you know Salah's an absolute animal he's like you wouldn't expect it but you know brilliant physique and he's the main man in the gym but he says Van Dyke's, you know obviously you don't really need to do much more than look at him to tell, but you know he's he's obviously very dedicated on his conditioning and his strength and all that type of thing. So perhaps he will be back sooner than expected, and you know that that's another factor. If if Liverpool did sign someone, even someone who's got instant first team potential, what happens then when Van Dijk comes back and you've got your other options? And if Matip's fit again, it comes back to that whole conundrum that Klopp doesn't like of having too many players in the squad and not enough minutes to give them. And then I think that the final factor, and I see the one that really will see if Klopp and Edwards can earn their corner over the next few weeks is who's available and at what price. Because in fairness, I think we, we have seen names linked to Liverpool over the past couple of months from a centre-back perspective where you think, well, there could be something in this. And if not for January, perhaps for next summer. It does feel like that's when Liverpool would have been looking to make a move had the injury situations not unfolded as they have over the past few weeks. Because, uh, you know, you think about next summer, I think Matip and Van Dijk both turn 30 over the summer. I think one in July, one in August. So you would like to be having another first team option, I, I would say, around that time. You know, we've seen names like Ben White linked to the Reds, um, you know, more tentatively, people like Upper Meccano and, and names like that. But I think in, in both those instances and in most instances, really, when you look at good top quality centre-backs, you know, Brighton are down in what, 17th at the moment, I think. There's no way Ben White's leaving in January, surely, because even if Liverpool came in with a very attractive offer for someone who they have scouted and are keeping tabs on by all accounts, it I don't really see how that would be in Brighton's interest to let him go at the moment. You know, it, okay, you might get a decent payout. It's a difficult financial climate, as we're all well aware, but if that scuppers your actual season and puts you in jeopardy of relegation, it's not worth it. Up in Meccano, again, I mean, the, the links have been much more speculative. I think he's just... An elite player, isn't he, who looks ready to take a step up and join perhaps one of the top clubs in Europe somewhere that were even bigger than Leipzig. But again, they're, they're, well, it's a little bit different for them compared to Brighton, but they're battling at the top of the Bundesliga. They've obviously got two very big clashes coming up in the Champions League against the Reds. So why would you be letting someone like him go now? So, yeah, I think it, it's, it's a combination of factors where every single Liverpool fan, and ultimately I think Klopp and the club would like to see someone come in who can shore things up, fit in straight away and allow Liverpool to carry on this challenge of, of on both big fronts in Europe and domestically. But it's just a very, very difficult job to see 
who exactly that is. But, you know, we've said this time and time again, haven't we, that Edwards and Klopp and the recruitment structure at Liverpool is just way, way ahead of the curve. Um, and look back to the summer, you know, Diego Jota came from nowhere. He's been absolutely brilliant in terms of the start to his Liverpool career. So maybe they will spring a surprise. We'll have to see. But my, my instinct is that I think they'd love to do business, but I wonder whether they'll settle with what they've got and and maybe they decide. In fact, there will almost be, you know, if you use someone like Henderson in defence um, or, you know, Williams, that the lads who've been doing it recently, at least they know the system. They, they know how it, it works and how things operate. And, you know, with, with some midfielders, the likes of Thiago coming back, maybe you've got a little bit more leeway to drop Henderson back in, keep using Fabinho as he's as he's been in defence and done so well. Uh, but, yeah, we'll, we'll see what unfolds. I, I think every Liverpool fan would love to be surprised by Klopp and Edwards, and you never know, do you? It might well happen. The Agenda on the Blood Red Channel. Yeah, I mean, assuming Virgil van Dijk is back before the end of the season, and like you say, he's seemingly making some decent progress, Liverpool would need to sign uh, or would need an extra place in their squad if it was to be a non-English signing that they made. Divock Origi is one that, of course, has been linked with a move away. Would you say, in your opinion, it's worth letting him leave if that would facilitate a move? Is is that the sort of right piece of the jigsaw puzzle to move on? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, he's been a... A cult hero, hasn't he? Rigi been involved in some huge moments for the Reds, but I think you're right. If if it facilitated that, that's one aspect of it. But I think it's got to the point as well where when he's coming on for his cameos, it, it's not really working. I know Jota, we've mentioned already, is injured at the moment, but it's not too long term an injury by the sounds of it, and hopefully he'll be back quite soon. You know, at some point early on in the new year, end of Jan, early Feb, I think is was the initial projection. You know, Shakiri's just come back, hasn't he? You know, he got well. I, quite literally just minutes against their Newcastle, but he's an option again. And, and speaking afterwards in the post-match press conference, Klopp was delighted to have him back. He said, you know, the, the boys are back, Shaqiri and Thiago, uh, Milner and others. So, yeah, I think Origi's place in the pecking order has, has, has fallen down a little bit. But I, I do think potentially, though, there's, there's a reasonable deal to be had there for him. And I think he's the type of player who, who can be re-energised and will find his feet and form again at, at a different club and, It'll be interesting to see. I mean, one thing he hasn't had at Liverpool is is a team and an attack built around him. I mean, you know, he's clearly good enough to play at a, a pretty high level, but I think it, what's been found out is he's not sufficient quality cover to come in and do a job to replace Liverpool's front three to, to the standard that Jota has. I mean, you know, like you said, the, the, Origi's had his moments and some really big ones in really big games, but... I don't think Jota's had a game where he hasn't looked a threat. Well, he virtually hasn't had a game where he hasn't scored. So, you know, Liverpool have finally gone from having a front three with questionable cover, shall we say, you know, possibly inadequate and, and not not on the level of Salah, Mane, Mane and Firmino. Whereas now they've got a genuine contender to take one of their places. So, you know, that, that's transformed Liverpool. And obviously it's it's been to Liverpool's detriment that Jota's been out at the moment. But yeah, I think... If if Origi is to depart in January, you do so with with best wishes, but it might be the best move for player and club at this stage. If Liverpool if are to, to make a signing this window, I mean, you'd imagine it would happen fairly quickly, wouldn't you? Because I think we'd find out fairly soon. There's no point in them waiting around for a few weeks. So I suppose the answer to this question is probably going to come in the next few days if there is going to be one. Yeah, I think that's a very fair point, actually, because when you think about you know, Van Dijk back, back those few seasons ago and, and even Minamino a year ago, they were 
they were wrapped up right at the start of the window. You, you, you're spot on there. So I think that, and, and given what we've said so far about the centre-back situation, which is is the obvious sign, and isn't it, if Liverpool do make one, I think, and, and wanting someone to come in and hit the ground straight away and, and you know, learn the ropes, learn all about what Liverpool do and the, the manner in which they defend. Yeah, I think that, that makes it even more essential that they came in straight away. Um, so, yeah, I think the longer it went on in January, the the less of an impact potentially they'd have this season. So, yeah, if they are going to do it, you'd like to think it'd be the next week or so. And just finally, uh, is there any other position that you'd like to see Liverpool strengthen or is it purely a case of a centre-back or, or nothing for this January? Look, yeah, personally, I, I would say it's, it's just that one priority position. I think everywhere else you look, you know, the keeper situation, I think, is is fine. You know, Keller has run. He had filling in for Allison was excellent. I think he's he is now the default number two. And you've also got Adrian as well, haven't you? So you know that there are three of them there if if needs be, and if there are more injuries in midfield, I, I suppose the the lingering question there is why Alderman and his contract. But I certainly don't think he'd be going anywhere in January. Obviously, we now know that he could be talking to other clubs to potentially fashion a move away next summer and agree a pre-contract deal, you know, that that can now happen in January. But, you know, there's absolutely been no suggestion that anyone would be looking to come in and pay a fee to, to take him now. So I don't think Liverpool are deficient in midfield. I think, obviously, they have been with the likes of Thiago being out, Oxley chamberlain being on the sidelines, Milner and others having injury issues. But like we saw against Newcastle uh, last night, they're back. Hopefully, Thiago can come in and, and really establish himself now, build on these three cameo performances, which have been excellent. Uh, so I don't think there's issues there. And then up front, as we've said, you know, I think Liverpool have got themselves in a position where they could potentially let go of Origi and still be okay once Diogo Jota's come back. So, no, I, I don't think there's much else needed, but if they can get that centre-back done, I think it really could be the difference between, you know, one one trophy potentially even becoming two. You know, I think it is it is that big a, um, a move if, if Liverpool can get it right and find the right man. Yeah, absolutely. Liverpool, of course, still top of the Premier League table, but another body in central defence certainly wouldn't go amiss. We will shortly find out whether or not Michael Edwards, Jurgen Klopp and co agree. But for now, that is all we've got time for on the latest Agenda podcast from myself, Matt Addison and Sean Bradbury. Thank you for watching or listening. And until next time, it's goodbye for now. You've been listening to the Agenda podcast on the Blood Red channel.